Good morning, everybody. It is a Tuesday morning. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's not Wednesday. It's not hump day yet. But you know what? There's only two games left to this season. And before I forget, the Pittsburgh Pirates have not lost their 100th game yet. Uh, They pulled a game out yesterday where they were down 2 nothing. And you know what? I got to give hats off to Jack Sawinski um, because he does seem to be making a few adjustments and he is hitting a little bit more lately. Um, you know, he's out of his, um, one for 30 funk and, uh, you never know, man, the guy's a real, um, hard worker, you know, and baseball is his dream. You know, he's a guy that really, really wants to succeed at major league baseball. So, uh, and not everybody is driven the same, you know, um, some guys are just really talented, um, but some guys will put the work in and just, you know, if, if you are dead set on, um, being the best major league player you can be, or really being the best you could be at anything in life, um, there's a, there's a better chance that you're going to reach it, even if you're not the most talented, you know? I mean, when you look at a guy like Jack Sawinski, um, I checked out his, his stats versus some other guys um, last year around this time, and there was a pretty much not much difference, you know, in his minor league statistics as compared to like four or five other guys that the Pirates had in the system. And I think the difference with Jack Sawinski is that he's just laser focused on making it and working as hard as he can to be the best player he can. And for that reason, I can't count him out, you know? I mean, he had a couple horrific slumps this year. And as I said, it's somewhat risky um, penciling him in to the corner outfield next year. But um, what makes me feel better about it is just knowing that that guy's going to work all winter long to correct whatever mistakes he's made, whatever holes he has in his swing. Um, He'll probably look at a lot of film at how... um, pitchers uh targeted him and stuff like that so um I wouldn't count out Jack Sawinski you know I think that's why he's such a fan favorite you know like everybody likes that kid um and he's a hard worker and you know who else worked really hard this past year and got results was Mitch Keller I mean this is a guy that had been in the organization for three years and his ERA was always around five or even six and even to start out this year, it wasn't that good. Uh, I was reading an article on him. Um, he had tried a few different new pitches uh, before he uh, took the sinker on in midseason. And, uh, or at least, let's say like 10 games into the season or whatever. He really started seriously throwing the sinker. And um, he got really um, good at that one pitch. And he also improved his other pitches because his confidence came when he started getting guys out with that sinker. So, I mean, confidence is the thing that really carried Mitch Keller to be a good pitcher this year and a good pitcher moving forward. And um, I would have to say that he is the most likely guy to be extended in this offseason. And it might, it'll probably be the same way they did it last year. <clears throat> if you remember... There was like three or four days before the season when they announced um, 
the extension to key Brian Hayes. And it was a team-friendly extension, you know, and despite the fact that his hitting has been awful, uh, and it really hasn't been good. I mean, when you look at it, his OPS really hasn't been good the last couple of years. Um, his defense kind of makes up for it, you know, and they're not paying much. You know, like he didn't sign a deal that um, was really like backbreaking to the team. The first couple of years, I think he makes the most money, you know. So, I, I mean, I still think that was that was a good signing. And I think they will extend someone else this year the same way, like the week before the season starts. And I think most likely it's Mitch Keller. I know that, um, what, you know, when I've read quotes and uh, when I've listened to, um, on occasion, uh, the general manager, um, that he is, uh, he is pretty high on Mitch Keller. He's always liked Mitch Keller. Um, they have a very good, um, you know, relationship, uh, Ben Sherrington and Mitch Keller. And I just think he's the most likely guy to be extended, especially since he's heading into his first year of arbitration. And I think Keller might be willing to um, give the team a break, which I've mentioned this on this podcast several times that, uh, you know, the team was patient with him as far as, you know, some lean years. And he seems pretty happy to be the guy in Pittsburgh, you know. Um, When I was reading that article in The Athletic, um, he kind of likes being, uh, you know, what do you say, like a big fish in a small pond. Um, you know, he could just be one of the guys on Atlanta and win games. I mean, this is true, right? He could probably be like the fourth starter on the Braves and win a lot of games. But I kind of get the sense from him that he likes Pittsburgh, you know, and that he likes the people on this team and that um, he would like to stay. So I think if I'm setting betting odds in Las Vegas, the most likely guy to be extended by the Pittsburgh Pirates this offseason is Mitch Keller. And probably number two is still Brian Reynolds. What surprised me the most about Reynolds is he's only 27. You know, he's still really young. And even though he had an inconsistent year, you know, even now he's in a little bit of a slump, you know, three for his last 25 or something like that. Um, He put up 27 home runs. Um, He batted 260. You know, he has an OPS around 800. He's still very, very solid, you know, very, very solid outfielder. And um, I still think there's a chance that they sign him to an extension. Uh, So, you know, especially because he's only 27 years old. I mean, you figure next year is his 28th year. So 28, 29, 30, 31, 32 He's got at least five more good years, but maybe six, you know. You know, maybe he's still good at age 33. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. He hasn't had a lot of injuries, you know. Um, and he does dive around the outfield from time to time. So, and he doesn't have like a ton of miles on him in the major leagues. You know, he was promoted somewhat later in his career. At least he hasn't been up since he was 22, you know what I mean? Um, But he is only 27 years old. So it would not surprise me um, if Brian Reynolds got that extension. Maybe if they can't work things out with Mitch Keller. And I know that um, a lot of the fans on Twitter, 
The guy they want to see extended is O'Neill Cruz. I don't get the same feeling that Ben Sherrington would be willing to extend O'Neill Cruz just yet. You know, I don't think so. And I know a lot of guys have been extended very early in their careers, um, like Michael Harris II. Um, although Harris has been a lot more consistent in his first year um, than O'Neill Cruz. You know, his numbers were really solid across the board and continue to be solid across the board, you know. Uh, and also, the guy that signed with Tampa Bay, you know, he, um, Wander Franco, he was very, very good from day one, you know. And O'Neill Cruz has had a very good month. He tends to finish the year off strong. But honestly, I don't know if I'd be comfortable signing him to one of those really, really long-term deals yet. And I'm guessing that Ben Sherrington is not comfortable signing O'Neill Cruz to one of those long-term deals, even though a lot of people think, well, sign him now before he gets too expensive, you know? But I think they just want to see more from him. Uh, I don't think he's first on the list. Let's put it that way. Maybe this time next year, I'll be saying that Cruz is the guy that they're looking to extend. But at least for now, I think there's two possibilities that come to mind. And it's um, Mitch Keller and, um, and Brian Reynolds again. And if they can't get the deal done with Reynolds, you know, he's probably traded sooner than later. And if they can't get a deal done with Keller, um, he might also be traded at this time next year. But I have a feeling they're going to get the deal done with Keller, and that's going to be the deal, you know. So as you, as you look back at um, the Pittsburgh Pirates season this year, you know, they actually hung in there the first couple months of the year. But they did it at the expense of their bullpen. And uh, we've talked about this, how the bullpen really wore out. And now those guys are injured, you know. And there's actually problems with um, with the elbow of um, your setup guy, which is not good, you know. Like, hopefully his elbow isn't, like, completely torn apart like Shane Baz. But, you know, it's not good news when you hear that he's got elbow inflammation because it's usually something else going on with the elbow. It might be, like, a really bad strain of one of your ligaments. It might be a partial fraying of one of your ligaments that, you know, might um, just heal itself over time because the human body does that, you know. As long as it's not a complete tear. It's been known to heal itself over time. And that's why they do that. They give guys rest. But, um, you know, we're hoping that Will Crow doesn't have to go through some sort of surgery because they used him wrongly this year. It wasn't just his appearances and innings, you know, even though those were higher than most, almost everybody, you know, in Major League Baseball this year. It was the fact that they brought him out in high leverage situations for two innings or more, you know, early in the year, you know, just to, just to, you know, pad that record. And what happened was they really collapsed between July and really up until mid-September, you know. I guess they've got their feet under them the last few weeks, if you think about it, because they beat the Reds five times and now they're sort of hanging in there with um, the Cardinals. So, you know, they probably have won more in the last couple weeks than they had been winning. 
during that time, they were only winning like they were only winning one third of their games, you know, about thirty three percent of their games, and now they're probably back up to about forty percent. And for the year, though, they're not at forty percent, you know, they're below forty percent, which is not good. And the biggest thing I think, uh, well, not the biggest thing. I mean, obviously, they didn't score any runs this year. Uh, they're right there with the Miami Marlins as the lowest scoring team in the National League, you know. And the Marlins are a tough story, man. You know, they um, they really wanted to win this year, um, but the owner was unwilling to spend money. And if you remember, that was the reason why um, the Yankees guy left the organization because he wanted to go after a couple key free agents like Castellanos and the Marlins just did not want to um, put that kind of money on their payroll, you know, uh, for multiple years. And that's the problem with the Pirates, too. I mean, I don't think they've ever had a hundred million dollar contract, you know. They'll do 60 million dollar contracts, but they don't like to do the 120 million dollar contracts. And maybe they will someday because the Tampa Bay Rays did it with Wander Franco, you know, over 12 years. Um, but they have not shown the willingness to do that at any point in the past. Even when they extended um, guys like Starling Marte and Andrew McCutcheon, um, those were like $60 million deals. You know, they were somewhat team-friendly deals to young guys. And actually, Marte had a really good year this year for the um, Mets. You know, he's going to get an opportunity. I think this, I don't know if this is his first opportunity. But he's going to get an opportunity to um, do good things in the postseason. You know, maybe he was in the postseason last year. Can't remember who the Yankees got him from or who the Mets got him from. But um, it might have been a team that was in the postseason. I just don't remember if he was. I don't think it was the Dodgers. You know, but in any case, he's on the Mets now. You know, so we'll just have to wait and see. And now it's bugging me. Like, who the heck did they trade Marte to? I don't even remember. Um, I think it was in the American League, but any case, he had a good year this year, and um, the Pirates will extend somebody, you know, because it's just good PR going into the season, and it gives your season ticket um, a little bit of a boost. Not a big boost, but a little bit of a boost when you get a signing right in that last week, you know. I mean, what would really give the season ticket... Um, holder a boost is if they would sign a free agent, but they just don't do that. You know, I mean, even if they sign a middle of the road free agent, I think people would be excited, but I don't, you know, I don't think they're going to bring in anybody other than like scrap heap type guys. Um, maybe forever, you know, I mean, they might be willing to bring on a guy for half a year, hopefully, you know, if they're good in 2028 and they get to the trade deadline and maybe they're willing to bring somebody on, especially if there's a salary floor by that point. But that's a long way to go, you know. And we know next year is not looking good. You know, next year is certainly another tank year. And the record is going to be just about the same as this year, I would think. You know, and again, it's just because the last hundred games, you know, everything past May, this team has been tanking. You know, it's been, I mean, it's been in a tailspin. And I mentioned that a tailspin was coming, you know, and took a lot of flack from the fanboys out there. But I was like, I don't know, man, you know, like this bullpen's going to get tired. 
team doesn't score any runs, you know. They're probably going to dump guys at the deadline. And they did dump a couple key guys at the deadline, really. I mean, for the Pirates, um, those guys were key, you know. Uh, I mean, the big fella had a really good OPS, third best on the team, you know. Um, now that figure comes, it, now the third best OPS on the team is either Kevin Newman or um, Ben Gamble, guys that they're likely to not bring back, you know. So, I mean, so runs, you know, they gave up a lot of runs, especially in big games, you know, like big double digit losses you know they had a lot of those this year a lot of games where they gave up at least nine ten runs um but the biggest thing might have been errors i mean the errors really jumped from like 60 to 120 something like that and uh you know i know people on twitter were saying oh yeah let's let's sacrifice you know good defense for exciting hitters you know and they were thinking o'neill cruz and stuff like that but they really didn't score any more runs, and they had a shit ton more errors, you know? And I looked into it. I mean, errors are pretty much the best indicator still of defense. Occasionally, you get an outlier guy of someone someone in the outfield like Starling Marte that covers a lot of ground. Um, he might get to a ball, and it hits off his glove, and they charge him with an error that maybe Ben Gamble doesn't get to that ball. Um, key Brian Hayes has incredible range at third base, you know, he might be charged with an error, you know, on a ball that other third basemen don't get to, but in general, most of the players on the team, you know, and I'm talking, especially the middle infielders like Rodolfo Castro and O'Neill Cruz guys at the fanboys just, they just love these guys, right? You know, and O'Neill Cruz has really put together a good month. But Rodolfo Castro kind of has done what I said he would, you know? Like, pitchers are going to figure out how to pitch him. He's striking. He strikes out a lot. Doesn't put the ball into play very much. And he's like, you know, two for his last 25 again. So, I mean, it's not going well for Rodolfo Castro to end the season, you know? And we probably won't remember that. I mean, we're going to see how he does in um, spring, how he looks in spring training. But I wouldn't have Rodolfo Castro as my second baseman, you know. I would bring back um, Kevin Newman as my second baseman because all those errors translate into losses. And that's what happens, you know. Every time you have an error, your pitcher has to work that much harder. He's got to throw more pitches, which means your starting pitcher is not going to last as long into the game. If it happens in the later innings, it might cost you the game, you know. And that's the thing about errors. They tend to cost you a game. I mean, if you have 120 errors, uh, let's say the Pirates have 120 errors this year, that's going to cost you at least seven or eight games, you know? And that's a big difference, you know? I mean, say you're a contending team. It's a difference between winning 90 games and winning 82 games, you know, and just being just over 500. You win 90 games, you know, you have a chance to win your division. Especially if you're in a weak division, you know? Uh, like the like the Guardians this year. But if you win um, 82 games, I mean, you are just on the edge of that third wild card. And you're likely not going to get it, you know? Like the Brewers this year. 
So errors is pretty much where it is for the most part. I mean, if you really want to gauge defense, you know, like I said, a lot of guys have similar range, unless you're talking about someone like Nolan Arenado or um, Key Brian Hayes, you know, or like one of your elite shortstops. Um, the range isn't going to make a huge difference, you know. And most of the balls that um, have been called errors on both um, O'Neill Cruz and Rodolfo Castro, uh, I went back and looked at them. And most of those balls were not balls that they were diving at, you know. For whatever reason, you muffed on a ball. It went under your glove. Um, you just uh, lost concentration for a split second, you know. Or the throw was errant, you know. In both both cases, those guys have had errant throws as well, you know. So, I mean, I'm not saying that um, O'Neill Cruz shouldn't be your shortstop. I'm fine with him at shortstop next year. I mean, maybe he would be better off used um, at first base. But I don't know, man. He's really young. Let's give him another chance to play shortstop, you know. And let's play Kevin Newman at second, you know. And let's try um, Rodolfo Castro at first. Because we don't have a first baseman at all right now. You know, I was trying to figure out who the first baseman would be. Um, You know, I'd give him a shot, you know. And he could still make plays at first base. I mean, first base is a key position, you know. Um, you get a lot of putouts at first base, and you still get ground balls at first base. And you have to figure out when to cover the base, when to field the ball. There's, you have to cover the line, you know. There's a lot of things you have to do at first base. So I don't think Rodolfo Caspero would be bored because I know he likes to play defense. Um, I don't know that they're going to do that move. Because I don't know that they're going to pay Kevin Newman, you know. But I think if you were looking to win the most games next year, that's probably what you would do. I just don't think this team is looking to win the most games next year. They're looking to tank again and maybe finish in the bottom three. Um, three or four. This They're still battling with uh, the Reds, by the way. The Reds won yesterday as well. So both teams are tied. You know, so it's still, we still don't know who's going to get that better opportunity at the number one draft pick in the lottery, you know, whether it's going to be the Reds or the Pirates. And we don't know which team is going to finish in fourth place. I saw somewhere that um, the Pirates have the um, tiebreaker, which makes a lot of sense because they beat the Reds the last five games of the year. So you got to figure the the Pirates have the winning. um, I'm pretty sure they do, you know, the season series over the Reds. But we still have two games left to find out. It's going to be pretty interesting, you know. Um, I, the Pirates didn't announce a starter for today yet. I had heard whispers that um, it was going to be uh, Brubaker, that he's been throwing well, and that they were looking to activate him for this game and send down Mick, Nick Mears. Um, we'll see if that happens, you know. Um, but I think the last game is definitely going to be Oviedo who I'm not super confident in. You know, I know he throws hard. I know he has good stuff. But he's also pretty inconsistent. You know, I mean, we're just banking on like three games with the Pirates that he pitched well. Um, And he pitched a lot of not-so-good games earlier on with the Pirates as well as 
with the St. Louis Cardinals as a starter, you know, and that's the reason why they didn't mind letting him go. So, you know, we'll have to see what happens. But I, I don't think the Reds, um, the Reds are playing the Red Hot Cubs. Um, they're not throwing very good starters out there either. Although I think Ashcraft finishes the year with the Reds, and he's been pretty good this year, but he tailed off a little bit towards the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are the things you want the Pirates to improve on next year. Score more runs, less errors, and more consistency out of your starting pitchers. You know, you got to get more innings out of those starting pitchers. Um, and the bullpen looks to be a mess, you know. But there's so many guys that they have to manipulate their service time that it's just going to be a hodgepodge again next year. You know, it's just going to be guys coming in and coming out. Um, a lot of Kai Toms, you know. We already see that Andujar is not very good, you know. He's like one for his last 18 himself. Um, I think his OPS is around 550. It's just not good, you know. Like he's almost in Bly Madrid territory as far as not good goes. You know, maybe a little better on the average, you know. Closer to 200 than 180. <laughs> but still, he doesn't have a home run with the Pirates, you know. So we'll put a wrap on this Tuesday um, just things, some things to think about as we head into the off season. And, uh, you know, I think the focus we did was Mitch Keller, the Mitch Keller extension, which I ex- expect, you know, the odds are he's going to be your guy, you know, and if not, it's probably going to be Brian Reynolds. Peace out.